Hello everybody, this is Curtis from Tremble letting you know that we are brought to you by Shudder. Shudder is the horror movie streaming service that brings you all the latest and greatest that horror has to offer. But you don't have to take my word for it. You can use TremblePod, that's T-R-E-M-B-L-E-P-O-D, when you sign up for an account. This will give you a free 30-day trial on us, so you can check it out for yourself. With that said, let's get on with this week's episode. Hey everybody, welcome back to Trouble, the horror movie podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Taylor. How's it going, Taylor? Hello, I'm good. I have coffee as normal. (laughs) I had one coffee and one Coke Zero, so... Mm. um, I was thinking of having a second coffee, but then for some reason I'm like, I want something cold. I don't want something hot, so... Ah, see, I I had an iced coffee this morning, so it hit both of those for me. Ice coffee's the way to go. I was in um, Walmart the other day, and I saw that they had, like, a K Keurig iced coffee machine. And I'm like, don't tell Ooh. me. I will buy this. Like, Yeah. So, But I, I didn't. I, I resisted the urge, so. <laughs> Probably for the best. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Steve's not here. He's not feeling well. Uh, maybe he got bit by a vampire. That's, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Early stages, you know? Yeah. It's funny because, like, there's a lot of weird things connecting both these movies that we're talking about this recording. Um, The first one is Habit from 1995, a very obscure indie vampire movie about an alcoholic that comes across a vampire. Also, Kicking Blood is also an independent movie about an alcoholic that finds a vampire. So it's just like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Even though they're on their own, just very obscure movies, when you put them together, there's just, like, a lot of weird through lines with these movies. But uh, I, I enjoy both of them, although I do kind of prefer Habit a bit more. Just cause I, mm. I like that New York aesthetic. I like that that grimy 90s New York feel. I don't know. It's There's something about it that I just think works well for a horror movie setting. Even though you could probably make the argument this is more of a romantic drama than a horror movie but mm. i don't know what did you think of yeah what do you think of habit that that new york setting is really really good and i mean there's lots of different places in new york that are specifically mentioned by name so i feel like especially if you live in new york this movie is going to hit that it's going to hit you there you know yeah um I, I, I'm I'm a little so-so on Habit because I feel like there are some parts of the plot that I don't quite see how they're connected to other things. Like, there are yeah. some parts of the story that just feel very loose or out of place, and it could just be tightened up, I guess. Yeah. Um, but I I did like the characters. Um, I liked their... Some of them were a little goofy, like Nick. Um, very, very much just seems like some theater guy. Um, yeah. he, he, he almost seems like he's stage acting as opposed to movie acting a little bit that the actor who plays Nick in this movie a bit, but, yeah. um, but it was, yeah, there was a bit of a goofiness to it. And I, I actually really liked the main character, um, and like his life story. I, I didn't, it, his father dying was one of those plot things that I wasn't quite sure. Like it never really seemed to play into the plot necessarily. No. Um, and, and I thought maybe it was going to play into maybe his character a little more. Like, maybe he would come to some sort of realization about that that would help him later on. But that, that never kind of went anywhere. Um, 
but but I, I in general I did like um uh what's his Larry Fess, Fessenden I think is his yeah. is his the actor's name mm-hmm. um I just liked that character like like uh his character is kind of what took me through the movie um and kept me interested and, and intrigued um and even though some things didn't necessarily wrap up uh right at the end uh yeah I I in general I did enjoy it yeah there is some cool stuff in this movie that I kind of enjoy like at the end uh when Sam gets on the boat it's sort of like Dracula getting on the uh the boat uh forget the mm. Dementor, I think it's called like there is some parallels to other vampire stories that are very subtle uh, mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think that's some of the stuff that doesn't make sense. <laughs> it's like, yeah. why would you get on a boat? But then I'm like, <laughs> it makes sense as like a parallel to other stories. But in, in yeah. a story in and of itself, it's like, yeah, that's, a, that's stuff like that. I agree. Kind of just seems a little out of place in this. Yeah. Um, well, well, I, I did have to rewatch this one because the first time that I watched it, there are just a lot of subtleties in this movie. So I, I I personally, I think it ends with the boat because it starts with the boat. The very first scene of this movie is a boat coming into port, which I I assume on rewatch is, uh, what's her face, Anna. Wait, mm-hmm. I'm also just realizing that there are Annas in both of the movies that we're watching this week as the main vampire character. There we go, pretty... we got a fourth through line between the um, movies. Uh, anyways, so I, I assume that is, like, some boat that she's coming in on, because the, uh, Lenny character, also, I think his name is Lenny, also talks about, you know, having sex with that chick on the boat, and I, so I assume this is, like, her vampire boat or something like that, I'm, I'm not quite sure. Um, which honestly just kind of makes me think of, uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure or whatever, um, because I'm pretty sure there's a vampire plot in that, too, about being on a boat at some point. Anyways... Um, so I, I, I think that is supposed to imply that she has arrived on this boat and that I don't know. I honestly don't know why else we weren't taken to that boat in the movie, too, because that would have just solidified the Oh, this is her boat. She's a weird vampire coming in, coming into the city for the first time or something like that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so so there were there were like lots of little things like that that just weren't. Uh, I felt like they maybe could have been a little more obvious about some of that stuff and, like, the lore, I guess, of who Anna is and, and her as a vampire. Um, mm-hmm. That would just make it a little a little more... I, I don't know. I feel like it would connect parts of the plot a little bit better, but... Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but what does this have it about? Well, we've kind of talked about it a little bit already, but, yeah, set in a gritty, real-life New York City, alcoholic Sam meets up with a modern-day succubus who marks him and controls his will. As his world unravels, he slowly figures out that what is happening and has to figure out what to do. Um, mm. There's also this kind of like weird, I don't, I gotta be careful how I say this because it's probably mildly sensitive, but like the whole AIDS epidemic and like safe sex and stuff. And like, mm. the you know, like I think there was a few points where they're like, where he's like, should we have safe sex? And she's like, I'm fine. And I'm like, mm. Mm, uh, yeah. But yeah, like, uh, there was some parallels there, too, that I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting, too. Like, I, I don't think the AIDS epidemic was really as big of a thing in the mid-90s as it was in, like, the 80s and stuff. Um, mm. But that's why I'm like, uh, don't take what I say fully as expert-level opinion. But yeah, um, I'm just a little curious, like you know, how much of that really was intentional. I'm sure it was, but yeah, it was just very, very interesting. 
Um, yeah, I, I think I think parts of this movie are, I mean, the title of this movie is Habit. So it's kind of almost like they're just throwing in as many, like, bad habits as possible. So there's alcoholism, there's unsafe, uh, unprotected sex, and, and going out and having sex with strangers, and all that kind of stuff, you know? So it's like... There, there, there's all of these things kind of coming into play that are all habits of Sam's, essentially, <laughs> that yeah. uh, that kind of end up fucking him over for the most part. <laughs> yeah. And that's kind of what's great about both these movies is, like, a lot of what the characters do are driven by their habits uh, mm-hmm. and, you know, their addictions. And I just find that, like, a very interesting driver for a horror movie where it's like, you know... Like, when it comes to dumbest decision, it's like, you can't really say too much of what's done here is really a dumb decision because they're driven by their addictions. Like, it's irrational even by, for them, right? Because they're on, you know, whatever, uh, you know, addictions they have. So, I always find it interesting when you have that, not to say it excuses all of the characters' decisions, but it's just kind of interesting when you think about it from the perspective of, like, is it really a dumb decision if they're driven by their, their addictions? So. Mm, yeah. And I almost feel like um, in the description you read of the movie, like su- calling Anna a succubus kind of makes a- almost a little more sense. <laughs> yeah. Because it really does seem like there needs to be the sex involved with the blood drinking in a way for her. Um, although it, it, it really did seem like, because there are a lot of side characters that I think it's implied that she just outright kills. Um, whereas with Sam, she is kind of stringing him along, maybe to turn him into a vampire or something like that. So maybe she's got her own habit that she's, she's into with Sam. Um, but yeah, very interesting. Well, it's interesting too that they say succubus, because I think, uh, succubus, like, they require semen to survive. Like, that's part of the lore of a succubus. So Mm. I can see, like, having unprotected sex sex would be her way of keeping alive, because if he wrapped it... (laughs) She's true gonna survive i was like oh no when they when you mentioned that after reading that too i was like oh okay that actually does make sense very true yeah um and then that would make sam a sac- uh, no an incubus i think mm. it's the male equivalent of a succubus so. um yeah so when was the first time we watched this Oh, I hadn't even heard about this movie before the podcast, so definitely for the podcast. <laughs> I think I watched it like a year, year and a half ago, maybe. Just a random watch. And mm. yeah, I was like, this is actually really good. It's definitely not a conventional movie by a lot of, like, by a lot of senses. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's good. Okay. Um, we got only one email, which is not that surprising. I don't think many people knew this movie even existed, let alone had questions about it. Yeah, but I'm surprised we actually got one question about it. I'll be honest, I was a little surprised too. I'm like, this might just be a week where we skip emails, but we did get one. Uh, Tom says, Meredith Snader, the main actress who played the vampire, Anna, never acted or appeared in anything else. And uh, mm. yeah, it's true. We we briefly talked about this before the podcast, but maybe she was just actually a vampire, and she was like, mm, "Now that I'm outed, I can't anymore. I can't be involved in this." Yeah, everyone knows. Yeah, exactly. Um. Okay. Uh, and then best line in this movie. There's this is a very dialogue heavy movie, which I think makes for some great lines. But did you uh, have any favorites? Um, there were, there were just 
there was a little bit of goofiness with with the dialogue that I mostly wrote down for best lines because there just some lines that came out of nowhere that made me laugh a little bit. Um, like there's that one from Nick where they're at the they at the grandparents' house or the cabin or something like that, and he goes, "We must be manly. Go for a dip in the sea." <laughs> And yeah. it's just so, it's just so random and goofy and that they almost like have a conversation too as they're walking out about swimming and being men. And it, that just kind of made me chuckle. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some, some ominous ones from, from Anna that are kind of foreshadowy where she goes like, uh, I suspect that the less you know about me, the longer you'll stay interested. And uh, I mean, some, some of that dialogue could potentially go under dumbest decision for Sam because it's like, oh, dude, just- you should... You should be listening to what she says and taking that seriously. <laughs> like most men, when tempted with sex, we just start conjuring with her. It's like, I'm about to kill you. Cool, when did we start? Yeah, I mean, I guess when you're also being seduced by a succubus or, or vampire, you, they, they got those that magic power, you know, that you can't really resist. Exactly. Uh, yeah, there's quite a few lines. Uh, I couldn't decide between two, so I'm just going to say both of them. But, like, Anna says two tickets for the ride of your life which i was like mm, that's very yeah kind of foreshadowy and then sam has a line where he says actually i'm committing suicide on the installment plan and i'm like uh. oh yeah <laughs> I was like, oh, boy. He, uh, he also he there's a couple times where he says like man that's so fucking weird like after anna shows up and uh to his dad's funeral i think and she gives him that weird little statue i don't even know what was going on with that and neither did sam because after he leaves she goes oh you're not mad i showed up right and he was like that was just so fucking weird yeah. and then and later on uh in the same scene where nick is like we must be manly and go in the sea like uh ray brings something out and she says these were made by grandma and sam goes really that's weird right <laughs> and it's yeah. just like so much weird shit is happening around this guy and he's not even cluing it's like he's just checked out but I mean, I guess that makes sense when you your father's died and you're an alcoholic and all that stuff. But yeah, it was just funny. Yeah. Um, best performance. I mean, it's got to be either Larry Fessenden or Meredith Snyder. I mean, they both kind of dominate this movie. Um, yeah. I can't really decide between the two, to be honest. But um, yeah, I, I would say maybe Larry ekes it out for me just because... He has a bit more to say. Like mm-hmm. Anna doesn't say nearly as much, and, and and like what she says is very good. But yeah, like I feel like Larry's just got a bit more to work with as an actor in this than she does. Yeah, I mean, I I have to give it to him too because he also wrote and directed this. I think so. Yes. Uh, best performance on also all of that. Um, go go to him as well. Um, so yeah, I think I think Larry Larry Fessenden is is my best performance yeah because he directed produced or no he didn't produce it sorry he wrote it he edited it and he did the sound editing for this too so he did a lot on this movie which is very impressive and on top of that he acted in it obviously but yeah yeah that's a lot of work i mean i can i'm a little more understandable than about certain plot things that don't link up because if you're the one doing all the work on this then that's a lot to that's a lot to take on yeah (laughs) Um, best kill. I can't even remember if there was a kill in this movie. I don't think there was. No, not, I mean, not on screen, unless you count, um, them going out the window at the end, I guess. Um. Yeah. Which, I, 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 
I don't know. I feel like, like, as Anna, she can't be dead, right? Like... No, I don't think she could be killed, so... Um, but yeah, I guess there is no kill then. Oh, no, the cat! The cat dies! Okay. That, that was pretty- right. that was- that was pretty brutal. Mud, oh, poor Mud. <laughs> <laughs> and cats don't have it coming, come on. Be nice to the cat. Yeah, exactly. I also kind of am partial to the name Mud for a cat. It's just kind of- it's weird, and I like it. Yeah. Um... And then, dumbest decision. Again, there's a lot in this movie that you could say is dumb decision, but it's like, how much of it is dumb? Because maybe he's driven by his addictions. Maybe he's- driven by uh anna's influence um but i guess i would say when you go back after she says she would wait and she wasn't there and then you see her again you're like okay fine i'll, I'll hear her. i'd be like you stood me up no i'm gone i'm going elsewhere but yeah i mean there was a lot of weird things that she would do like that like kind of blow him off almost and i was like dude come on come on dude um, but, yeah. Yeah, that, that habit thing, right? That, that, that enthralling nature of Anna and her, her vampire-ness. before Tinder and all these other apps, too, <laughs> so it's not like he could just go online and go find someone else. He's probably like, man, I might as well wait for her. What else do I got going on? True. Um, the only other thing I had under Dumbest Decision was when they come out of the park after that car accident happens and they just pick that kid up off the road and like take him to a, a hospital, I guess, or something like that. Yeah. That was so random. And I was like, maybe you should flag down those other guys and let them know that you're just picking this kid up. Because if that dude in the car wakes up, like I couldn't quite tell exactly what was going on in that scene. Um, but, like, maybe maybe wait for an, an ambulance uh, and don't just randomly grab someone who's been in a car accident off the road. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, okay, I think it's time to score this movie. What are we thinking for a score? Oh, it's kind of hard to score this because, uh, I don't know. I think I might go a little lower than normal. I might go, like, 6.5. There, okay. there were definitely some parts of the plot that took me out of it because I was just, like, don't know what the point of it is. Um, it was a little bulky, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh... I, it could just be tightened up. I really did like some of the characters. We could have done without so much of Nick and Ray, though. And and I, I don't really know what the point was of ha like seeing all of their relationship problems, I guess, either. Because it never really came to anything yeah. um, at any point throughout the movie. Um, and, and it was just kind of stuff like that that I, I, I just care a lot about the story and it took me out of it. So, yeah. Um, so I, I'm going to go a little lower on this, even though I did really like the atmosphere, I did really like the setting, and I did really like the characters. It was just too messy of a plot, or just too much stuff that didn't actually tie into the plot that just seemed to bulk it out. Yeah. Yeah, I'd give this like a seven. Uh, I think I can see where the intent is, and I can see where the ideas are, but I think, yeah. Like, the, the execution's just a little, well, it's lacking considerably. Like, I would say this is probably could be like an eight or a nine if it was better made to be honest yeah like, yeah yeah just just take out some of the parts that don't get used and then i think that i think this would be a fun movie actually 100 percent, yeah or um, fun may not be quite the right word but <laughs> you know something along that lines yeah so i don't know that's kind of where i like i i, I do appreciate this movie because i think it's doing some stuff with 
its story that you honestly wouldn't get uh, elsewhere. Uh, but yeah, it's just yeah, it's just missing quite a bit in terms of its uh, execution to be considered for me at least good. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I still respect it and appreciate it for what it's uh, what it's doing. So. Yeah. Oh, and I honestly loved all of. Uh, the outfits that Anna wore. So uh, honorable mention to be- under best performance to whoever did costuming for this movie because I mean, uh, she was well dressed. I don't know any warm blooded male who wouldn't say that they were attracted to Anna because she is quite attractive in this. But I think that's kind of the point, right? You gotta, oh yeah, you know, look at her and uh, be <laughs> very convinced that she's not trying to kill you. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Uh, well, Taylor, where can people find you on the internet? I'm on Instagram under the username Hecronomicon. I every so often will stream on Twitch under the same username. I also update scores for movies we watch on the podcast on my Letterboxd under the username Circeanic. Although I haven't done that in a bit because I got logged out of the app and forgot my password. So hopefully, sometime in the future, I will go back and update my scores. It happens. Um, yep. Other than that, I will sometimes post on my blog, circeanic.home.blog, if I'm doing anything else online of note. Perfect. Uh, cool. Well, I'm over at threeingreenners.com. That's my primary primary way for you to interact with me. Uh, I've got content going out as long as we can find content, because, hey, with the strike, it's getting harder and harder to find things to review. So, um, but... You know, we, we find stuff to talk about. Um, yeah, and then I'm also on um, The Drive with Ted Henley out in Alberta. So if you're in Alberta, you can listen to me there. Uh, if you're in uh, BC, I'm also on uh, CKW News Talk 980. Uh, I have a spot coming up on Tuesday the 8th at 11 a.m. where I'm going to talk about movies that traumatize us as kids. So horror adjacent so if you like this podcast you could check that out and uh you'll probably enjoy that conversation as well um yeah and steve uh well yeah i'm over at at twitter well it's not called x now but yeah formerly twitter uh yeah film critic kurt i'm also on threads film critic kurt as well um yeah i was gonna say go check out steve on x slash threads the Steve Dead. He's got all of the stuff there that he posts, so check that out. Cool. Well, until next time when we're going to talk about um, Kicking Blood, another alcoholic vampire movie with a woman named Anna seducing an alcoholic. Uh, until then, bye for now.